1775, Arnold was a prosperous New Haven merchant with a painful family history. Three of his four siblings had died before he was 13, and his father had become a drunk. 34 years old that year, he headed a Connecticut militia company, and when the news from Lexington and Concord arrived, he got a move on. Did he need powder before he could march off to join the fight? No problem. He forced the guardians of the local powder house to supply it. Did his men need shelter in Cambridge? No problem. Soon he had them sleeping in Thomas Oliver's Tory Row mansion. Was the rebel army desperate for artillery? No problem. Arnold talked Joseph Warren into sending him to Lake Champlain to lead an attack on Fort Ticonderoga, which had plenty. What about when he discovered that Ethan Allen and his Vermont Irregulars, the Green Mountain Boys, had the same idea? Okay, that was a problem. Still, Arnold managed to team up with Allen long enough to help take Fort Ty, barely three weeks into the war. The next thing anyone knew, he had taken over a Loyalist schooner, mounted a few guns on it, sailed it north, and captured a 70-ton British sloop of war at Saint-Jean-sur-Richelieu, Quebec, giving the rebels control of the lake. And the next thing after that, leaving out the part where his wife died and he returned to New Haven to arrange for the care of his kids, he was back in Cambridge talking to Washington about invading Canada. Whoa! If you were George, wouldn't you have said, I wish I had 20 more guys like this, and ignored the complaints already starting to come in from people Arnold had rubbed the wrong way? Their meeting took place early in August, but way back on June 13th, before the Continental Congress had even chosen its new commander-in-chief, Arnold was lobbying for a Canadian campaign. He wrote the delegates to propose an attack via Lake Champlain in Montreal that would end with the rebels taking Quebec City. Congress went for the idea, but put someone else in charge. No problem. Why settle for just one Canadian invasion when you can have two? The plan Washington and Arnold agreed on was simple enough, though plenty daunting. Washington would detach 1,100 men, mostly volunteers, from the army besieging Boston. They would sail up the Kennebec River to what's now Pittston, Maine, where they would transfer their supplies into 200 smaller boats. They would then row, paddle, pole, and tow those boats beyond all trace of civilization, carry them 13 miles west to the Dead River, lug them over the height of land at the Canadian border, and proceed down the Chaudière River to Quebec City. With luck, the French inhabitants would reject their British conquerors and join the rebellion. In any case, by seizing and holding Canada's strongest city, the rebels would reshape the strategic landscape of the revolution, preventing the British from retaking Fort Ty, proceeding down the Hudson, and cutting New England off from the rest of the colonies. It was a bold plan, but it came with a few problems. Take those bateaux, as everyone calls the Arnold Expedition's principal mode of transportation. Heavy, flat-bottomed rivercraft with high, pointed bows and sterns, they were designed to carry four men and perhaps half a ton of cargo. Reuben Colburn, whose boatyard was commissioned to build them, performed a small miracle by having all 200 bateaux ready before Arnold and his army arrived. Alas, that miracle was achieved using green pine, seasoned wood being unavailable, and fewer than the usual number of nails, which were in short supply. 
Arnold promptly asked Colburn to build 20 more, 